This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew, and I'm here tonight with Marisha. How's it going? And David. Ayo. This is episode 101 of the Science Fictionary Podcast as we begin our journey to the next 100. Yes. So uh, we've got some uh, some cool news items. We've been away for a couple of weeks. We've got a couple of things that have been kind of floating around. We've We've all seen Doctor Strange now. So we're going to cover a few quick news items, and then we'll get into our Doctor Strange breakdown. I want to start us off with kind of the next big, we just wrapped up Moon Knight. I think, David, you said you hadn't quite finished the series yet, right? No. Okay. But we finished it. Our uh, our full review of the whole series is up on our YouTube channel if you want to check that out. And uh, I will be posting the the audio versions of that right here on the uh, podcast over the, you know, it, so if... By the time you're listening to this, you should be able to catch it on YouTube or here on the podcast itself. But let's talk about the next thing, or not the next thing, because we do have Miss Marvel. It's exciting. So lots of cool stuff coming down the pipe. We'll be able to kind of revive Coruscant Radio Underground from the dead now that we've got some Star Wars stuff starting to come yeah, out. Yeah, we may have to talk some about that um, Vanity Fair article, too. Yeah, we definitely got to do that. Did you read it? I read it. I hadn't read it yet. Huh. On top of it, time. but so they kind of they almost seemingly with with them already pushing trailers for Thor, which I'm really really excited about. Oh yeah, um, I think it was the one this year outside of Spider Man that I was probably most excited about. Uh, so I'm curious to see what's up with that one. But there were some leaks uh, regarding She Hulk recently, and so apparently they just went ahead and dropped a trailer. Um, despite the fact that they're in the middle of promos for two other things. Um, what did y'all think about the trailer? It's our first look at the character. I know there's a lot of mixed reactions to particularly the CGI at this point, but what did y'all think about it? I didn't enjoy the trailer personally, especially just yeah, the CGI. I don't think she looked very good at all, especially her hair looked very, very odd the whole time. I just couldn't get past it. I didn't hate it. Certainly. I like that it's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, that was kind of um, my thought, too. Like, yeah. oh, that's a great title. And the trailer was like, I, I mean, it, it didn't really convey very much. It you doesn't. Um, you know, there are some things, and, and, and this is this is a nitpick for me. This isn't me saying anything's wrong with the show. I'm a little leery. Now, it might just be one scene where she gets real into this, because the the... the perception i'm getting of the character is that people don't really she's shy people don't really pay her a ton of attention prior to her becoming she hulk right. and that she's kind of enjoying people looking at her I, I know that the comic book was kind of 
satirical in some ways and kind of poking fun at the superhero genre in some ways and and, and a, mo- a lot about the sexualization of female superheroes and yeah so i'm assuming they're going to do some of that here i just hope we don't over sexualize the show because as we know i mean disney plus is full on they're down with mature content they've moved all of the netflix stuff over there which was so you unexpected know, <laughs> it was but i mean like, that's a nitpick for me. Like, some people, if that's what it is, they're going to be really into it. Uh, I think there's some interesting things. I think we're going to see a good bit of time during the blip. Yeah. Um, I think that this, these scenes where she's with with the Hulk mm-hmm. are going to occur during the blip. That makes sense. I mean, during the five-year period. Yeah, during uh, the five-year period, yeah. because his arm's not hurt yet. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That'd be very cool. So I'm, I'm almost wondering if she gets hurt in an accident during the blip, like when it occurs. Yeah. And that we're going to have her kind of learning about her powers with him during. And then after we come out of the blip, we'll see kind of this new thing with the uh, superhero kind of focused law firm taking off and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the CGI looks really rough. Uh, the more I, I kind of, I saw a lot of people talking bad about the CGI yesterday and I was like, I don't know, it's fine. But the more I watch it, the more it kind of annoys me. The, yeah. the facial movements just don't look right. Uh, the hair, like I, I almost wish they would have gone more practical and maybe use some forced perspective and, and yeah. some other things and, you know, they could have done more practical and 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 still done a CG uh, overlay and 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 done things the way they wanted. But I, I think it looks too cartoonish. Yeah. Which, ironically, the Professor Hulk stuff still looks good. Granted, they've been working on that for years. And Abomination looks better than he's ever looked. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the CGI on our main character just... I don't think is up to par. Now, the rumor is that they did have to drop this trailer a little early, that they went ahead and dropped this trailer a little early because of some leaks. Right, so it may so not have been quite So it's possible that yeah. it's not quite, it wasn't really quite finished. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that's the case. But um, Marisha, overall, what did you, I mean, I know you said a little, but you didn't really get a chance to really give your full I opinion mean, there. It wasn't like, wow, this is going to be my new favorite thing. It was fine. I really like the title. You know, like, I, th- I think the character, I think it's it's an interesting premise. Really, the only thing that really excited me about the trailer was the the title. I thought the t- I think the title's really fun. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll see where it, where it goes when it actually comes out. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm honestly, the thing that excites me the most about this show is that Daredevil ought to show up. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and I hate to say that, like, I, I really kind of was hoping this was going to be a good show. And it might be a great show. And I can I can handle a good story with subpar CGI, but I hope that's not mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. I, I felt like for the, you know, I felt like there were some things off with the CGI in, in Moon Knight, um, particularly with his suit. Hmm. Yeah. And, and overall, I like what they did with CGI, the, the gods... And goddesses all look incredible and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But I felt like the suit just looked too... I guess it bugs me that when you go from 
in game where they wore an entire, like the whole cast wears a suit that we found out after. Like it doesn't even exist. It was a CGI overlay. Right. Uh, the time yeah. travel suits. Like mm -hmm. that was CGI and you couldn't tell it at all. I don't know. I, I know that we're still struggling with a lot of these companies being undermanned mm -hmm. and stuff and still affected by COVID. Yep. And so... And, like, and, we forget in Mississippi well, well, how... And a, and a lot of these companies that do the visual, the CGI stuff, a lot of them are, are in Asian countries, too. They're not mm. even in the U.S. Yeah. So, you know, I know there are things going on. I, I kind of wonder if Marvel has maybe overextended themselves a little bit. Maybe they're trying to put out too much material in a year. Mm -hmm. With three movies and then three to four series a year. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and the thing is that CGI is really expensive. So it may just be the difference between a TV budget and a movie budget. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. But I think that, I think if you're going to do it, you still have to at least attempt to make it look good. And what I saw in that trailer looks unfinished. I agree. It's It, it doesn't look... I'm really hung up on the hair, man. The hair just looks <laughs> awful to me. Yeah. Now, there there are some cool things in there. Like, I, I really like... Now, this is the same abomination. He looks exactly the same as he did in the in uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. Uh, I even like that the cage that we see... Oh, what's his name that is the abomination? Tim Roth. When we see... Well, Right, I can't think of. His I don't name. know his character. But when name. we see Tim Roth sitting in that cage in this facility during the trailer, mm -hmm. was that Tim Roth? I thought that was. Oh, you're right. You're right. That is okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, like that cage is actually when we see Wong take Abomination back through that portal. That's the cage. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's so I mean, they're they're paying attention to the details. Like that's where Wong took abomination back to so i'm really curious what's going on with abomination you know of course we're we're still i figure this is going to be a good place for some of our characters that we've set up as either some sort of dark avengers or the thunderbolts or mm -hmm. yeah something like that to show up i know they had to be setting up the thunderbolts i'm curious who do y'all think i mean surely they're going to recast thunderbolt ross or do you think we'll just move past that? I think we're likely going to move. Well, okay, bef before he, it was William Hurt. Because William died, Hurt right? passed away back in March. Yeah, so mm -hmm. was he already confirmed to be in this show? He was not. He was not. But okay, it makes, I mean, it's like, you're going to do Hulk stuff. You almost need Thunderbolt Ross. But It, it looks made like perfect sense for him to be in the show. Um, I would think that he's just not going to be in the show. And... They might mention him off screen, but that really, when we get the quote unquote Thunderbolts, it's not really going to be the Thunderbolts anymore. It's just going to be the Dark Avengers, and it's going to be led by that lady we've been seeing. Right. Madam Hydra. Madam Hydra, yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be, the, it'll be the equivalent of the Thunderbolts, but I don't think we're going to see anything called the Thunderbolts. And if they called them the Thunderbolts, they could just be in honor of... The crazy man who didn't want there to be yeah, mutants in the first place. That's just that's a good point. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do there. But anybody have any more thoughts on She-Hulk before we move on to the next one? I really just got nothing to say. I I I want to like this show a lot. I like mm -hmm. She-Hulk. I and I hope it's good. 
All right, so the next one, I know David hasn't seen this trailer, but Marisha had declared a few days ago or a week or so ago that she really didn't have any interest in Umbrella Academy Season 3. I want to know what your thoughts are now after having seen the trailer drop today. So there are things, there are things always that I enjoyed about Umbrella Academy, and it's one of those things that like where you're watching it, it's like, wow, this is really cool. But like the longer it went, the less and more I was just like, I don't even think I care. But then the trailer dropped, and Fives is just so much fun. He's, there's a couple of characters that are a lot of fun. Yeah, Klaus is a lot of fun, too. Yeah. So it's, I mean, who am I kidding? I'm probably going to watch it. But the trailer did what trailers are supposed to do and kind of reminded you, oh, this you did like this show. You You enjoyed watching this. You should, you know, you should get on board and watch the new season. Yeah. I mean, the only real problem with the show, I mean, honestly, has been the Elliot, the Ellen slash Elliot Page drama, uh, which they're kind of bringing into the show, um, which, you know, I, the intention is to have that character transition during, during the, the season, which, you know, the showrunners have said from the start that that was always the plan for the character. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, you know, Al Ellen Page has always been the worst thing about the show. And the yeah, kid Vanya that plays was, Vanya was never my favorite thing about the show. No, Vanya's a, a very whiny, self-obsessed character. Um, I mean, like, you can understand. But it's what I do things. love about this show are the fight scenes are always incredible. There's a hallway fight scene from season two that I would put up there with some of the big, what people call the hallway fights from the MCU. Mm -hmm. It's that good. I, there's going to be a lot of good supernatural style fights in this one. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of that cool stuff. I love the way that this show plays with music. They do a lot of great things with mm -hmm. their soundtrack. It's again, and this is just a me thing. I don't love violence, like a lot of violence. It is a very violent show. And so I think the longer it went, the more it was just like, man, it was so bloody. It was. Season two was particularly bloody. Season two was particularly bloody. But I really didn't think I cared anything about season three just because there's been some drama around it. Well, and also where they left it off, it was like... Well, see, I thought that was interesting. Okay. I thought getting into kind of a multiversal thing was interesting. I Well, okay, so I thought like, okay... I was really just... Like, the ending of it was like, okay, whatever. But then when they showed up there, other... other versions of the Umbrella Academy that it's like, okay, well, that's, that's, that was definitely. Yeah. It's the Sparrow Academy. Yeah. It's a whole different group of children was chosen. Right. Except for Ben. Except for Ben. So. He's a jackass, apparently. In all <laughs> versions of reality, it appears. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a fun, it's been a fun show so far. I know when we did the Parsec Awards last year, I nominated it for Best TV Soundtrack. Mm -hmm. uh, because they've done a lot of great stuff with the music. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know I nominated a scene from it for best fight scene, well, yep. for TV fight scenes. Um, but that one's coming back, so that'll be interesting. The next thing I have up on the list here is a little update from Jerry Bruckheimer on Pirates of the Caribbean 6. Now, hmm. I don't know if y'all remember, back in 2019 or 2020, there was some stuff out there that Karen Gillan was going to be the one coming on board to replace Johnny Depp. Yes, uh, and, I do vaguely remember And kind remember of that. take the lead on the Pirates franchise. And I don't know if 
what they're talking about now is the same project with a different actress or a total rewrite. Uh, but according to Jerry Brockheimer, they are currently looking at, they have two scripts in development from two different writers that will, one of those will be Pirate 6. One of them has Margot Robbie as the replacement for Johnny Depp. The other one doesn't have anybody, which kind of makes me wonder, or kind of makes me hope, because I don't have any interest in a Margot Robbie-led Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow is Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know where the series goes beyond that. I think that you leave Johnny Depp out of it. I think... I think hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people won't go see your movie because you cut Johnny Depp out of it. Especially yeah. as that trial has, has created more and more drama and division, like in the fan base. Right. So I I, I'm think... just going to say, mostly what I want to say here is just do the right thing and put Jack Sparrow back in this movie. I don't even care if you bring Margot Robbie on as, as, a, as an, uh, an additional lead, but like... Honestly, I, I think, think this franchise, I would rather see this franchise dead than done without Johnny Depp. Honestly, I think the best thing to, for them to do right now is to not touch it. I think they I need to leave it alone. Because a, I am a big supporter of just stop mining, you hit gold. <laughs> uh, you did it. You made, like, what, five Pirates movies? Okay, you made your money. You why make another? You don't have to make another one. No, they. What don't. are you gonna do? It don't is it? This is turning into Fast and Furious. Like you don't. You, how about just don't? How about just not? How about just take that money? And like, well, we'll make so much money off of it. You could just have another concept where you make just as much money. Just put that time and effort into something else. Just I mean, don't make another Pirates movie. We right. didn't even see the last one, did we? The last two. We didn't even I have see not, the last two. I didn't see two. the last one, and and. Honestly, even the one, even the ones I have seen, it's like it's 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 just yes, Jack Sparrow's great, but and I love Jack Sparrow, but he wasn't great in the last couple that I've seen. No, well, the last two were, from what I can tell, were lazily written. The critics didn't like them. They still made money, but the the reviews on them from both critics and fans are, are subpar. Uh, I don't think it was Johnny Depp. I don't think it was any of the actors' faults. I think the la I think the writing got lazy. I think they kept trying to go bigger and bigger with the story when it was when they didn't need to. Yeah. I don't I don't need my pirate stories to always be crazy supernatural world ending world ending events. Yeah. Yeah, I you know what you should just do? How about just if you want if you really want to make a pirate movie just make a movie not called Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's just whatever movie you want to make. Yeah. And call it Disney's Pirates Disney's Black Sails or yeah. whatever, you know? Something. It, just, just make a movie. Like, it doesn't have to be this Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and honestly, at this point, if they make the movie without Johnny Depp, a large contingent of fans are not going to see it. And if they make the movie with Johnny Depp, a large contingent of the historical fans are not going to see it because at this point, everybody has to pick a side and they're not going to support anything that 
is not the side they take. So they're going to lose money on this movie. Yeah. Either way, at this point, if they want to make another Pirates movie, give it a couple of years till nobody cares anymore. Yeah, and, and I think they Hollywood. are. I mean, they're working on scripts, which means we're still two to three years out from seeing a movie. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. But uh, I think we're all kind of on the same page. I I, I think I think or, or more or less that we, it's all it's time to just stop. You've made enough of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. And I'm not going to lie, I would love to see another really good Pirates of the Caribbean movie. But I don't know what the odds of actually getting another really good movie are when they've been downhill. The first two are good. The third one gets a little off. And then I I don't want to say too much about the fourth and fifth because I didn't actually Mm -hmm. watch them. But they weren't well received. Yeah. I saw the one that had Guy uh, from Dune in it. Um, Javier, Javier. Javier Bardem? Yeah. I saw the one with him. I think that was the most recent one. Uh, okay. Dead Men Telling No Tales. Okay. Uh, I saw that one. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good. Yeah. And even Jack Sparrow in that, it's just it's not good. Yeah. And, uh, it just stopped. You don't right. have to make another one. I, I think that I think they should wait a little bit. And I think they need to wait and make sure if they're going to make one, they need to wait and make sure they have the right script. But uh, real quick, before I move on to the next thing, you mentioned Dune. That made me remember that we have a casting announcement for, yes. for Dune for the Emperor. Oh, yeah. Isn't it Christopher Walken? It is Christopher freaking Walken. Uh, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an absolutely incredible casting for that part. Yes. That's, that's yeah. like my favorite thing. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they do with that. Let's see. Next thing up on my list, this will be our last news item for tonight, is the announcement that a new Daredevil series is in the works. They did it, boys. We did it. <laughs> Save Daredevil. It was trending for like five years. Hashtag save Daredevil. Countless mm-hmm. social media pages have existed for it. And they, they wow, it freaking worked. God dang it. We got fan <laughs> fans, got John Krasinski and Dr. Strange. And we got Daredevil, another TV show. We did it. <laughs> so what do you think? Is this, is it a reboot? Is it? Is it a continuation? Like, what's going to be our story What here? I think they should do is... And keep in mind, we don't have, for sure, don't have the same writers back. Uh, right. I actually think You're... those writers are doing Echo, correct? I have no idea. Okay, it'd be kind of weird. Okay, so, like, there's a, now there is a show on Disney Plus called Daredevil. So just make this Daredevil Season 4. I, I they're tend... not going to do that. I don't think they're going to, and I think the problem with it is, is I don't think that even though the actor proclaims that it is, I can I can see in the back of my head Kevin Feige shaking his head that that was not the same kingpin as the kingpin from. It's mm-hmm. not canon. Do Did you not, say it's I, not oh, canon? Not, I'm saying, yeah, it's not canon. Like like oh. you're saying like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and the, Daredevil, the show is not canon. Okay, I thought right. you meant Kevin Feige shaking his head wasn't canon. I was like, <laughs> that's my new favorite response. <laughs> Things uh, that the writers fun. say off off uh, screen is not canon. Well, <laughs> I, that is or that like has, Andrew. 
That has, your opinion is not canon. That's, <laughs> also I have, true. My, my opinion of things that George Lucas says in interviews is often that's not canon because George Lucas <laughs> constantly changes his story uh, about how things went down. And people contradict him on those things all the time. But I, I know, I think that they, I think that the, uh, who, who's the actor that plays Kingpin? I'm blanking. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. You know, he's the one that came out and said, oh yeah, it's the same character from the Netflix universe. And I'm like, I think they told you that because they wanted you to play it the same, more or less. They didn't want you to get in your head about doing it differently. Yeah. You know, the thing about the multiverse is a character can be 100% the same. They can be 99% the same, or they can be complete and total polar opposites. Um, that's kind of the fun thing about the multiverse. Right. But I think that, and I do agree, having those things, they're going to have to find some way in the title cards on their platform to differentiate as to what what the standing of those MCU Daredevil of but, the Devil I mean, of we, Hell's Kitchen or but something. But we do have all the like the X Men and stuff are all on there too. So they're going to have that same issue yeah, when yeah. they start. So I think we'll have a multiverse, an MCU multiverse page separate or something. I think that I think we're getting a slightly different Daredevil. I think they're going to go for a lot of the very to make. I think they're going to want it to feel as much the same as they can. But I also think they're going to want to do a little more to tie it to things that the Netflix writers, the, the people that wrote the Netflix series, did not have permission to use in order to tie it to the MCU. S.H.I.E.L.D. has the same problem. Right. Um, especially after the, the TV. And, after the and, Hydra. Well, after the TV and movie departments were split mm -hmm. for a while there, S.H.I.E.L.D., that's when S.H.I.E.L.D. went off the rails. So... Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot the same. I, I don't know if it'll be as violent, although they've certainly opened the door to allow that. But I think that in order to tie those characters better to the MCU at large, mm -hmm. we're probably going to say that the Netflix version is a multiverse. I think it, so. It is a world in the multiverse. Yeah, I think that tracks. What do you think, I David? think they're going to go a step further and they're not going to say anything. That's possible too. They're just not gonna talk about it. And and depending on how they do it, they just don't have to. I think the only problem there is if it feels very different. And then people are going and then if there are expectations if it's a continuation of that story that aren't necessarily on it if it's a reboot. But if it's a reboot, you've also got the problem of people going, Well, I'm not gonna watch it because it's a reboot and Disney's gonna ruin it. Mm-hmm. And that that's not me saying that. That's uh, random people on the internet. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's probably already people saying that if you yeah. went and looked on, on Twitter right now. Yeah, I'm sure. But I don't really, not familiar with the writer and uh, executive producers they brought on in Matt Corman and Chris Ord. What, I mean, what do y'all think? What do you hope to see? What do you think they'll do? How do you think they will tie this? To the MCU. The other side of that is they could just do Daredevil season four and it's not in our, it's not on Earth 616. So they could actually do the opposite of what I was talking about a minute ago and they could just continue the story and fully, and it just not be in the same Earth as the rest of the MCU. Okay. 
Yeah. They could do that. That's I, I, I think it's more likely. Here's what's I th- this is the most likely scenario in my opinion. We get a new entirely new show called Daredevil uh the man without fear. And, and like that's the sh- that's the full name of the show. So now it's not just Daredevil. That's a different show. This is Daredevil the man without fear. And uh, cuz that's his subtitle from from the comic books and then that uh-huh. is this this new show that just picks up with Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson and they just they're they're probably the same cat we'll get the same cast I think as well. Yeah. And and we're just they're being Daredevil. Yeah. And we just we won't have we won't address is it the same or is it different? Did all the things happen the same? Is it in a different universe and everything happened the same except for there's no Iron Fist here because nobody wants to see <laughs> Finn Jones come back? If you wanted it to be, then yes. Mm-hmm. If not, then no. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's the problem with these being the same characters, but on Earth six one six is is uh, Iron Fist mm-hmm. because saying that these are not the exact same versions. Of these characters gives you the leeway to just totally disavow mm-hmm. Iron Fist. Yeah. Because I do want to see that character brought back. But I, I want to see a total overhaul of that whole idea. Which, I, I mean, I think that that show was such... I, I'm just amazed that show even got a second season. Did that show even get a second season? Iron it Fist? Did. Yeah. It did. It did. But nobody liked it. Nobody so, watched it. <laughs> well, he was constantly shown up by the supporting characters. Maybe we'll get to see Colleen Wingby Iron Fist. Well, that's where it was headed, so that could just be where they go with it. Yeah. And we just pretend like there never was a Danny Rand or... We were going to give her some abilities and we were going to do a Daughters of the Dragon series, so maybe that's just where they go with that. Yeah. But I think leaving Danny Rand out of the MCU would kind of suck. Like, I know know it's a low-tier character, but so are most of the rest of the MCU characters. Yeah, that's true. And that's one of my favorites. So I hope they do it and do it right. But yeah. but we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm just mostly excited that and we already knew. I mean, there were already rumors floating around that the Daredevil thing was going to happen. And to be honest, you're only going to play in the MCU in, in the Marvel toy box for so long before you bring daredevil back into the fold in some way shape or form well all all i care about at the end of the day is we're getting more daredevil yeah no that that's great i'm glad that that's happening yeah no i think i think that's a good thing i think everybody's excited about that so our big topic that's going to do it for the news so our big topic for the night is everybody has now had a chance to see dr strange so we're going to talk about it. Uh, spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen it yet, you're going to probably not want to listen to this unless you don't care about spoilers because there will definitely be spoilers. So as we initially jump in, I mean, of course, Marisha and I have been talking about it for a couple of weeks. We saw it on opening weekend. But uh, David, what did you think about about the movie? You know, I have this is probably the movie that in the MCU that I have the most mixed feelings about on one hand. I really liked it a lot, had a lot of fun with it. On the other hand, I feel like it was a bit sloppy. But it was sloppy in a fun Sam Raimi way. Yeah. I think that's kind of the thing. Is It was definitely very, very Sam Raimi. I'm very glad in a lot of ways that they just let, that Marvel let Sam Raimi do his thing. Um, and I know yeah. Bruce Campbell had a lot of people worried some comments he made just before the release about Marvel having made him make some changes 
But I'm assuming whatever they made him change had something to do with other projects and not things that he had necessarily done that they didn't like. Yeah. Because they definitely let Sam Raimi take the controls and do what he wanted. Yeah, it was a very Sam Raimi movie. Um, very Sam Raimi, and, and I loved that part of it a lot. I really did. It kind of took me out of it as a Marvel movie, to be honest. Uh, watching it, like I, 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 there is something quite comforting about the typical just MCU movie. Even though I am a film buff who loves film, there was a part of me that was missing a little bit of the usual. But that's just a small part of me, and it's just something I'm, I'm acutely aware of. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, but I did enjoy getting to see Sam Raimi just do a whole bunch of Sam Raimi stuff. I loved all the wacky editing mm-hmm. that he got to do. He did really some, cool. There was some wacky editing, and there were some really, really cool scene cuts. Uh, tra- the transitions cool between some of the some scenes great were great transitions. Some really great transitions and 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 cuts and it's fun stuff. I love the one shot where it all just the screen blackens in on Doctor Strange's just his face <laughs> like the zoom in mm-hmm. uh and then it like that wacky like star wars prequel transition um <laughs> that i really love uh actually that was all the star wars movies i don't really think about it but they, they were doing that from the beginning weren't they star but, wars anyway. was george lucas was real big on the uh the white the the screen white transitions yeah, the, the the windows movie maker transitions yep i love the horror stuff i love most of the characters in this, I liked American Chavez a lot. America Chavez a lot. Uh, I really like what they did with Wanda. Doctor Strange was fine in this, which is, you know, not great to say about Doctor Strange in his movie. But I, he was definitely the weakest part of the movie for me, character-wise, at least in my opinion. I still liked him, though. I liked a lot of the fight scenes. I liked a lot of the visuals, but just storytelling-wise and just movie-making-wise, it just felt a little sloppy. There were a couple plot holes in there, and I usually don't care about plot holes that much, but these just really stuck out to me, and I just kind of left the theater kind of feeling odd. (laughs) It was Uh, odd. I can't decide if it's a good thing or not yet. I need some more time away from it before I have a final decision. Well, it's a lot. There's a lot to digest in there. When we left, Iana said, I feel like I need to think about that one for a minute before I yeah. decide how I feel about well, it. Well, and I, I think, and, and knowing where the kids were coming from, I mean, Wanda has been Iana's and Adeline's one of their favorite characters since she showed up. Mm-hmm. And so having their favorite character turned villain... Yeah, I think it hurt their feelings a bit. Yeah, I don't think they I don't think they loved that. And I can see that. Like yeah, I didn't you know, love she's she they're they're ten and twelve and having one of their heroes turned villain kind of made them question how they felt about the movie. So mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yep. You weren't a fan when they did that to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> but there wasn't we didn't we didn't wait thirty years for them to <laughs> uh, turn uh, Luke into the villain or t- turn Wanda into the villain. Yeah. I'm, I'm just oh, perspective. I know. I know. No, I mean, I, I get it. Like, yeah. So what were some things, David, that, that stood out to you that you, you didn't really like or kind of the more plot hole kind of things? Well, one big plot hole, for example, is uh, – Wong says that he knows the Book of Ashanti is real because he read the book that you get when you become Sorcerer Supreme. But 
Doctor Strange was Sorcerer Supreme previously, so he would have gotten the same book. I did think that. Unless he got so did it. Did he just not read didn't, the book? Unless he just didn't bother to read it. But we saw in his solo movie that he loves to read books about magic. That's true. That's like his whole thing. Always sneaking in reading books about magic. Yeah, with, with he was using magic to read books as he slept. Yeah. Th- th- that so yeah, me. no, that, that kind of stands out. I hated the dream. Well, I hated the dream thing. Like that was like they straight up said like in the MCU. Yeah, whenever you dream, you're looking into the multiverse. What? So if like when Captain America would have dreams about being back in the 40s, he was looking into the multiverse. What? Yeah. I, I really didn't like that. Yeah, that um, was that's an inconsistency. I think this I, this idea of dreamwalking being so taboo felt really weird to me. I was like, wait, why is that like the one? That's very. It's like a very one specific thing to be like dreamwalking is is evil. Well, I think it's because it you're taking possession of another another individual's body because I think that's the interesting thing about the multiverse is that uh, it, it's it totally is evil. Yeah. It just felt like it was it was weirdly focused on. Yeah. Like I it felt kind of like forced and weird to me where I was like I feel like there's easier ways for Wanda to have not easier but like I don't know this this idea where the first thing that the first thing that Mordo thought of was like she's going to dreamwalk to get to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dreamwalking is so taboo. I'm well, like, I think it was dreamwalking was taboo. I think cuz it was largely something that came directly from the dark hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and I get it. It just felt really weird and focused on, but it was all to set up that Doctor Strange could then dream walk into that corpse, which was just a really cool sequence that I really liked. <laughs> right, um, which was probably the most uh, Sam Raimi sequence in the oh, whole yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, zombie, zombie Strange even looked like a deadite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he straight up did. I also didn't like the lack of multiverses it's called dr strange in the multiverse of madness and honestly it should not have been called that that was just a cool title they came up with before they even wrote the script they go they 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 had that scene where they drop through a few multiverses but really they go to one the illuminati universe yeah what was that then that one universe with the evil dr strange right and that's kind of it yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, the title still works, but it it didn't. It I kind of had this. They kind of. I think the reason I don't like it is because what they pitched was this idea that we were going to be jumping all around through the multiverse, and they were going to like break the multiverse wide open. And it's um, like, yeah, but it may be that we didn't be- do more because now we're setting up these rules about incursions and how those cause two realities yeah. to crash together and destroy them. and they, they set up incursions, and that's really cool. But that was another thing where they did not, and I'm sure they're going to explain it more later, but it, it, it's they did not really explain exactly how incursions happen. All they said is the, the Doctor Strange in the Illuminati world, he caused an incursion to happen because he meddled too much. And now our Doctor Strange caused an incursion. How? All he did was dreamwalk into our 616 universe, but somehow he's caused an incursion. Well, I think the incursion, uh, I think one of the things they kind of explained was that staying in another reality for too long would cause an incursion. 
So potentially they caused an incursion for the period of time they were locked up in what was it, Earth 838 or... Oh, perhaps in the Illuminati universe. They yeah. So they actually oh, did that to the selves by yeah. locking okay. them up there. That's an interesting point I didn't think of, but but again, it's like, I just felt like that wasn't well explained in the movie. But of course, they're just, they're probably going to explain it later. So these are all nitpicks at this point. Yeah. I also, just, just while I'm on my little rants about things that didn't, that were kind of plot hole and sloppy to me, uh, American Chavez powers were not explained and that's fine. You can just say that she has these powers, but then at the end of the movie, it turns out she also has the magical ability to punch really hard <laughs> with the power of the multiverse. She punches also. Why does it look like stars? Yeah. I, I, because she happens to like stars. Is she a mutant? I don't know. They want, they, right. they don't want to say that word. Like, <laughs> I like the actress that played the part. I thought yeah, I she like did well with what she was given, but mm-hmm. I feel like she was more of a plot tool than a character. And then they tried to make her a character by like setting up like this, like, no, you just have to believe in yourself. The power was there all along, but there just wasn't enough of that to really make it pay off. Right. We didn't get to see her like magical friendship with this other Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. For us to care about the fact that she was so moved by our Doctor Strange not killing her, like yeah. not betraying her, though I did love the ponytail. That was that was a great look. I was a big fan of that of Defender Doctor Strange's look. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bothered that our Doctor Strange didn't get to interact with any other Doctor Stranges. Yeah, I was too, and I thought we were going to see more variants. Except the duel. The duel was great. And oh, I yeah, thought yeah, we yeah. might, and I thought we might see some variants that weren't Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The duel was cool. That was awesome. The whole music note duel, that was great. Yes. And you know what I'm going to say? I loved it because they weren't just throwing colors at each other. Yeah. And of course, me being the music nerd, instantly had to go home and look up what pieces were they using. I recognized them. Yes, uh, one of them was a Bach piece, and one of them was, I think, Beethoven's Fifth. But overall, I just I did like the fun, wacky stuff. Okay, I've been ranting for a while, and I probably interrupted y'all some in there, and I apologize. So I'm going to be quiet for a little bit <laughs> and let y'all talk yeah. some more. Overall, I mean, what did you think about about it, Marisha? Or was there anything in particular that you didn't like? Hmm. I think o- overall, there's a lot more I loved about this than didn't like. But I do have some things. I think my biggest gripe is America Chavez being a plot device rather than a fully developed character. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, she was there. But there weren't just a whole lot of characters and they seemed a little more interested in exploring Strange's relationship with Christine than his relationship with America, which, like, you understand that because Christine is an existing tie from a previous movie, but America Chavez was kind of his his sidekick, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Now, I do like that they dealt with the Christine thing, though, because that has been the thing he's never gotten past. Yeah, and, and then we had the what if episode where we see one version of Strange literally destroy his reality, mm-hmm. trying to right change that change that event, and it, and it's this thing where I think that there's this risk of a temptation on his part 
to do exactly what Wanda's trying to do. Yes. Wanda's out there looking for her kids. Mm-hmm. And there's always this risk that if he doesn't get past this, that maybe he goes gallivanting through the multiverse looking for a version of Christine that he can have. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really I really do like that they took the time to deal with that because I think that was the most powerful story to deal with with Strange. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to look at this bigger picture thing through that lens. Yeah. Um, you know, th- I don't know that I really had... I. It was a little disappointing that she showed up and just wiped the Illuminati out like <laughs> instantly. I thought that was going to go somewhere. More than like, and five minutes later, they're all dead. Because she unraveled them and exploded their heads and did other horrible things. I love that scene. (laughs) I really like that scene. And I I love that. I mean, we're just, because I saw some people, um, there was a lot of complaining about, well, why didn't Strange just use this spell on Wanda or this this spell on Wanda? And it's like, have you missed the part where she's like the most powerful being in the in the universe at this, like, yeah, I mean, she's she's throwing like superheroes around like they're nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I and I, I like the little bit of uh the little bit of arrogance from Reed Richards because he is an arrogant character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people are like he's supposed to be the smartest man in the universe, and he made that big of a mistake dealing with her. And it's like he's also really arrogant. And yeah. when he steps up there and says Black Bolt could, you know, destroy you, destroy you with a whisper or whatever it is he says. And it's like, yeah, it was stupid, but it's just the kind of arrogant thing. Mm-hmm. Hubris that, is what gets them people. Right. Um, I Honestly, I think my biggest gripe with this movie is something that it's not this movie. It's that we do this whole thing with. With Baron Mordo shows back up, and we talk about the fact that in my universe you've been trying to kill me and you know killing sorcerers, and that was the setup <laughs> for Doctor Strange too, and we never got to see it. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of this thing, and we've talked about this on here, and David's talked about this a lot, where we keep ramping things up and everything it's not just world ending now now things are multiverse Multiverse ending ending. yeah and it's like i kind of at some point i want to dial back and tell some smaller stories that aren't everything doesn't always have to be world ending or universe ending right and i i think that i think we missed out by not getting that doctor strange baron mordo movie Mm mm-hmm I really hope they come back to that because I think that could be really cool. Just like the death of magic, because um, that was a story in the comic books, and and I don't I didn't actually read that story. I'm not going to pretend to know what really happened there, but basically there was somebody who was trying to just end the magic, and I would love it if and, and the Doctor Strange had to end up using like just artifacts because he was unable to use his actual magic abilities, so he had to use a bunch of artifacts and stuff like that. Hmm. So I would love it if we got a movie like that where it's just Baron Mortal going through just our Earth trying to just kill all the magic users and end magic yeah. and, and Doctor Strange dealing with that. That would be great. Right. Although, have there always been a differentiation between magic and sorcery? 
I thought there was just magic and chaos magic until they brought up sorcery, which I guess sorcery is chaos magic because they say very clearly that Wanda is doing sorcery, but then they but they had also previously said that what she's doing is chaos magic. Yeah, I don't know. I it's I don't think they did a good job of dis- defining whatever they were trying to tell us the differences were. Yeah, because he's like, oh, well, you can't do anything about that because it's magic, not sorcery. So he's like, oh, I'll go find Wanda. She knows about magic. And I was like, right. I thought we were kind of dealing with the same thing. I, I think sorcery probably is dealing with a lot more rules. Yeah. About what you can and can't do, but I don't know. Um, At this they, point, though, the only two practitioners... Where, where, are the, where are the powers derived from, maybe? I, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, at this point, Agatha and Wanda are the only people we've seen using magic. And the they're both using the dark... You know, by the time they get to the end of their stories that we've seen so far, they're both using the dark hold. Right. If I had to take a guess right now, the the difference that I would see is that the difference that I would assume, and I may be totally off, is that magic users are are doing something that's ingrained in who they are. Like, but sorcery can be learned. Yeah. So what did they call what Wanda did exactly? She's Which, doing magic. Witchery, right. Is it witchery? Maybe. Or something like that. They didn't just call it magic, right? Yeah. They called it witchcraft. Okay. So and that's must have been what it was, right? That's that's right. the differentiate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think okay, so so yeah, they did were learned while witchcraft is something like about who you are. They they mm-hmm. told us that there's a difference, but they didn't really you know where they're gonna explain it to us is in House House of Harkness. Yeah. Is where yeah. they're gonna define what magic is. Mm-hmm. What which, which witchcraft is. Yeah. Yeah. When is that supposed to come out? I'm not sure. I think that one's next year. So is that going to be Agatha pre Yeah, I think WandaVision? that's going to be pre-WandaVision. That's fun. Catherine Hahn was fun. We're I think that's see not how only really going to be pre-WandaVision. Been. It might even be more like Salem Witch Trials yeah. era. We'll see how it really has been Agatha all along, huh? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do there. So let's talk for a minute about the Illuminati. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, I got my wish. I don't know whether he will be Mr. Fantastic when Ever we again. do our Fantastic Four movie, but it was pretty cool seeing John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I have a theory that John Krasinski is going to be the new director named on the Fantastic Four film since John Watts has stepped away. I think you're right. And so I think that he's going to play the lead and direct. Yeah, that could be fun. I mean, he's, um, I think he's kind of proven himself as a director. He's been acting for a really long time, but I think he's kind of really proven himself as a director on a larger scale. So, yeah, that would be an interesting, that would definitely be interesting. Yeah. Uh, What did you think about the Illuminati, David? Oh, that was that was a great moment. Unfortunately, it was spoiled for me as I wasn't able to see Doctor Strange right away. Right away, but I didn't let it take it away from me. I thought it was really cool. I, I, I like how we were wrong. I like how we were all like, "Oh, it's a multiversal Illuminati." No, yeah, this is just a universe that has an Illuminati. Which I'm glad I, that that was kind of the case. Me too. I like that. Um, 
I like that a lot because this is clearly just it's not the same Professor X from the other movies. Like that's not what this is at all. Mm-hmm. This is just a universe that has an Illuminati. I think that was really cool. I like the choices they made. It was really cool to see like a version of Monica Rambo's mother. Yes. As Captain Marvel, that was a cool idea that I did not predict mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Um and then to get to see John Krasinski as Reed Richards was very, very cool. I didn't really like his suit. Uh personally. It just like it just looked a little like a little too much going on with the textures and such, but it was fine. It was very cool to see. I really liked him a lot. It was um Great to see Professor X again in his wheelchair. I think he was used great in this. I love whenever he like did the mind thing with Doctor Strange. We like literally saw the waves come out of his head. That was very animated series. Right. I love the little animated series uh, theme song the theme. when he came in. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love the scene with Wanda when he's trying to reach out and pull Wanda out from under the the um under the rubble. I think that was great. Right. And I, I just really liked that a lot. I, I liked the Illuminati in this movie a lot. And I like seeing them get absolutely destroyed. Oh, I liked Captain Carter. That was awesome. See a live action Captain Carter. Um, and I just loved seeing them get destroyed. That scene felt a little awkward the way they all just are like standing there. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just felt a little weird. Another like thing that I kind of would call sloppy, I guess you could say, but it was still very cool to watch. Wanda, how she killed them. I love the Black Bolt thing. Mm-hmm. That was like gruesome and like, oh my god. And then watching, you know, Spaghetti Reed Richards was great. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty yeah. messed up. Uh, I wish we would have got to see Captain, um, I mean, uh, yeah, Captain Carter get cut in half. That's totally what happened. But I totally understand why you didn't want to put someone get cut and cut, getting cut in half in this Marvel movie. Yeah. That would have probably been a little too much. With yeah. three kids sitting next yeah, to me in the theater, I was glad they didn't. They could have done it Darth Maul style. It's true. Right! They could have done Darth Maul style. But I think we totally got the implication that that's what happened. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you can kind of see it in the reflection as well. Yeah, uh, which is horrifying because, <laughs> like, on one hand, like, no one gives a shit about Black Bolt. Oh, excuse my language. I'm sorry. but No one cares about Black Bolt, right? And we like Reed Richards, but we're like we're not attached to that character just yet. But like Captain Carter, we love Captain Carter. Right. Right. We love Haley Atwell. I have a great picture with her. It's true. Thanks, Marisha. Not <laughs> wanting to do that for some reason. And so, well, I know you wanted to take the picture, but you weren't able. My kids I was able to take a picture of Haley Atwell because yes. Marisha had a ticket and she had something else she had to do. So I got to take her ticket and take a picture with Haley Atwell. It's so true. that was awesome. And I did not enjoy seeing her be cut in half. No, it was not fun. It was not fun at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I loved that scene. Well, th- this movie, I think this movie is at its very best when it fully embraces the horror aesthetic. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Wanda that climbing out of that of Wanda walking, dog thing. Like, Walking with the lamp, it's just this bloody face and everything. That was Oh, awesome. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Well, it's the oil. She's got the oil from the Ultron bot mm-hmm. covering one side of her face. Mm-hmm. It looks like blood. And it's, yeah. That that whole scene. And Sam Raimi does jump scares so well. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. You know it's coming and it still gets you because he knows just how long to let it linger. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids are like, I knew, I knew something was going to happen, but it still scared me when it did. (laughs) 
And that's how yeah. you know it was done well. Yeah. But I, I thought the Illuminati was really cool. I'm assuming that eventually we're going to see some version of the Illuminati, or maybe that's what gives our Doctor Strange the idea to create an Illuminati on Earth 616. Who do you think? There was one chair unfilled. Oh, I think that was his. I don't think so, because it's all set up where if you look at who is on the panel, it's the leaders of all of these different groups of superheroes. So you got the X-Men represented, and you got the Fantastic Four represented, and the Avengers, and the Eternal, or not the Eternals, the... The Cosmic. The, well, what is what is Black Bolt? And Inhuman. Oh, Inhuman. So we've got these different... But would he not be the leader of the sorcerers? I mean, he's a sorcerer supreme. Well, no, Mordo's on the panel. Mm, you're right. Oh, that's right, because Mordo, Mordo took his place. Supreme. He kind of makes that cut about... So there's, there's an empty chair hmm. that either belongs to someone from more of the cosmic realm... But I think it's all Earth-based, and I think it's maybe was meant to be Black Panther's or Namor's seat. Hmm. Namor would make a lot of sense, or Black Panther. Maybe we could have. Maybe I don't know. Um, I don't know, and I doubt we'll ever have that question answered. Um, but that's a fun to speculate about. It was that's a good point. It was probably Black Panther or Namor. But like I said, I just assumed that was Stephen C. But you're right. He makes the cut to, to Mordo about like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure it was a real hard decision to knock him out of the running. So yeah. although was Mordo there? Because so why why was Mordo even there if Strange was the representative on the Illuminati? Well, I mean, we don't have to really speculate well, on now- that too much beyond like the the fight with Thanos went down different on yeah. this you know, in this, in this world. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was, I was disappointed that I wasn't correct in my assumption that like an, an end credit scene would be him going to find professor X or something like that because of his experience with the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just, I keep waiting and I know I'm not the only one. Everybody has to just be going, just say the word, mm-hmm. just say mutant, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like we've we've already kind of set up the idea that Wanda is in fact a mutant um, when we set up in WandaVision that she had powers before she was experimented on. So I, it's just like, come on, just you're holding out on us at this point. I, I was hoping that during that Charles Xavier and Wanda scene that he was going to say like, you know, I, I, I knew your father or something, something along those mm-hmm. lines. Yeah, I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's perfectly fair if it comes out at some point that Wanda and Pietro were adopted. I mean, they're twins. So the fact, so they're, you know, they can be biological siblings and be adopted. People don't tell their kids they're adopted all the time. But yeah, I really thought that something, uh, I mean, we kind of did some House of M type stuff, but like no mutants are involved here. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what they're waiting for. I'm sure that Kevin Feige has an idea of exactly when and where he wants to introduce the concept of mutants. Yeah. Um, and honestly, there's not going to be any mutants. We're not going to do an X-Men movie before phase five. There's not going to be one in phase four. That's already a full yeah. slate. So it may be that we don't find out about mutants until the very end of phase four. So 
let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, but instead of leading off with, with anything regarding mutants, we Doctor Strange is headed off to the, the, dark, the, the dark dimension. Right. With. Clea. With Clea. Charlize Theron herself. Yeah. Which is a huge get for the MCU. Right. In case anyone was wondering if uh, they could still pull big names. That was very cool, but that was another nitpick I kind of had. Was I think the whole ending of the movie was very abrupt and weird and sloppy. <laughs> I I think the whole thing with revealing the third <laughs> eye and uh, leaving us off with wondering is, you know, the whole thing with Wanda and part of what she realizes when, or at least a version of her own children see her as a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it kind of breaks this hold because, you know, that's the thing is it's not just her. She's been using this book that's literally possessing her in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, this this mm-hmm. book has a hold on her and it's driving her forward on this quest. And so, shoot, my brain just blew up. I don't even know where I was headed with that. What started that? Uh, the dark uh, dimension. The ending was very yeah. abrupt. Oh yeah, so obviously you know Strange has used the dark hold once now, but and he's done this thing that's apparently viewed as a very very bad thing, as we've already discussed. Yeah, but so is drawing power from the dark dimension, which the dark one's been doing for a long time. <laughs> the ancient one. Yeah, the ancient one, the dark one. But w- we don't know yet what the repercussions for tapping into that darkness. Is going to be. Right. Except for he's now got a third eye. I don't love the third eye. I mean, I think the third eye is straight from the comics, though, right? At least I'm some some variation, sure. some runs. I, I believe so. It, that sounds about right. Um, I'm fine with the third eye. I just don't like... Literally, just the ending was so... It's very abrupt. abrupt. Like, it just, okay, within, like, within two minutes, Wanda collapses on herself. Which, by the way, she's totally not dead. No. Uh, in fact, I think they're going to do a, uh, a a Dark Phoenix thing where she's been, like, encased by the Scarlet Witch as, like, mm-hmm. almost like she's been protected by the Scarlet Witch and, like, a magical barrier under all that rubble, and Scarlet Witch will, will save her. Because as we had established, the Scarlet Witch is, like, a being, almost, right. beyond Wanda. So, she's alive. But if that happened, and then suddenly Dr. Strange is like, do-do-do-do, fixing my watch, everything is great, <laughs> and I'm walking down the street, and ah! And then end. That was ex- it's extremely Sam Raimi, it's but it is abrupt. But it I is abrupt. Described it like that, I kind of like it, and I kind. <laughs> there's a lot of things I kind of like, but kind of don't like. They're just and I just don't know yet. Yeah, they're just different than than what we're used to, and and Sam Raimi kind of has that very abrupt style. Um, a number of his horror films end that way. Bruce Campbell, I was a little disappointed that Bruce Campbell uh, yeah. was uh, was not a Doctor Strange variant, but was, in fact, the Pizza Papa. Just the Pizza guy. Now, it was very funny when he said, like, Papa always gets his money or something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, it was, it was hilarious. And then the final, the, the end credit scene yeah. where he's still I, you know, I, fighting himself, that's, that's like right out of Army of Darkness. Yeah, I was about to say it's it, that's just straight up. That's like the the army of darkness scene, where he has to cut off his own hand. <laughs> right. right. That's a great reference. I love that. But and then I love just the it's over. That's great. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. 
Oh, but I did see that. And my first thought was like, "Oh man, Andrew's going to be so disappointed." <laughs> I I do, and I the reason I wish I, I wish they had shown us a variant of either Wanda or Strange or Wong or a variant of someone that was different than their Earth Six One Six variant mm-hmm. because like a different actor. A different actor that they had looked different because it has created this problem where now there are people out there saying that this breaks the rules of the multiverse as established in Loki. But I don't believe it does. We see other ver- other variants of Loki that look just like, lo- you know, that are Tom Hiddleston. Right. We just didn't see enough variants to see one that looked different. Right. Is kind of how I take it. But it has led to a, oh, this doesn't, these two things don't jive. And I don't think that's true. I don't think they're going to, that would be a, that would be a really stupid mistake to make. Yeah. I think they're more careful than that. I I do think they're more careful than that. I don't think there are any rules at this point. Well, and that's kind of my other thing. Like I kind of feel about the multiverse kind of the same way I do about time travel rules. I I just, I don't, necessarily like this ability to just do anything you want and then throw it away at the end, which is kind of the the time travel problem where you can just do whatever and then you just magically erase it at the end. Yeah, I like time travel stories, but I don't like time travel in my stories if it's not a time travel story, if that makes sense. So, and I, I think what they've done so far is fine, but like, I really want to pull back from the multiverse. Well, like, and I think I don't, this... I, I just... But unfortunately, I think this whole phase is going to be very multiverse heavy. The thing is, though, I think that's part of the reason that they they kind of went there with the incursions is because you can't have too much interaction between multiverses or you start... Without or collapsing start. them on themselves. Yeah. yeah. So it's I not like... I think incursions... Like, I'm sorry. Oh, it's like you can't just do that indefinitely. You can't just, you know. I think incursions were the biggest takeaway from this movie for me because that I think that they are setting up something very, very big with incursions. Mm-hmm. Like as in like secret lore, secret wars level big incursions. Like yeah, and they've been they've been talking about doing secret wars forever, right? And it could it could be like the newer version where literally just incursions were happening and the multiverse collapsed on itself and then Doctor Doom created Battle World or whatever or somebody did the classic Secret Wars thing but there's something very big happening with incursions very mm-hmm. very big oh, I that agree. I think is going to play into the next two phases of this movie uh, of this of this franchise yeah. where the the not the next big thing but the next next big thing is going to be like oh my god. There's another Earth right there about to blow us up. Mm-hmm. There's an Illuminati. The Illuminati make the horrible choice to blow up that other Earth and to save their own. And 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 um, mm-hmm. it's going to be huge. And it's going the ramifications are going to be crazy. So when they name dropped incursions, that was actually a pretty big takeaway for me. It was like, oh crap. See, I, this is not good. See, I don't I don't know anything about Secret Wars, but I actually speculated like. When we first introduced the idea of the multiverse mm-hmm. and Loki. they first got the rights to X-Men back, I speculated that the way we would get the X-Men is a merging of two mm-hmm. of two different Earths. 
that's still possible. Personally, I would just still like it if they just go, hey, there are mutants now. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, I know we're not getting an X-Men movie for a while, but I'd really like for them to drop a mutant in, in the story every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. So what do we think? How does how does the incursions thing jive with is that what the TVA is actually there to prevent? Well, we don't know what the story with the TVA is now. The TVA was there to prevent multiple timelines from happening at all. Okay. Uh, So are multiple timelines the same thing as multiple universes? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's a great freaking question, Marisha. It's something they haven't fully, like, clearly defined yet. I don't know. And and it's like I said the other night, like, you know, from the, uh, what was the, the castle at the end of time or whatever, you know, you view, from there you view time as a circle around the castle. Mm-hmm. So you have this idea that you're at the center and every moment in time is happening all at once. Right. For that to be true, then the multiverse both exist and doesn't exist simultaneously. Schrodinger's universe. <laughs> that is, it, the, the existence of a multiverse implies a universe where there is no multiverse. Hmm. It's true. It also implies an infinite multiverse. Uh, an infinite multiverse implies that there are an infinite amount of universes that are exactly the same as yours. Is this an infinite multiverse? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, before we wrap up, does anybody have any other thoughts? I mean, I'm sure we left a ton of stuff out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we left a lot of... I mean, there's the fight with the, the big one-eyed creature at the beginning that was a lot of fun. And uh, had it was very... That was our first, like, big, very Sam Raimi moment uh, right. when America Chavez falls from the, 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 the uh, siding on the building crumbles away and she falls. I don't know how many times he did that in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff. Overall, I mean, it's not a movie that's going to crack my top five, which is kind of always my just kind of general, how do I feel about this movie? Mm -hmm. But overall, I really enjoyed it, despite having some, some complaints. Yeah, I think that's fair. I loved seeing it. Still need more time to digest it, but it's certainly, it's probably going to fall in the bottom half for me as an MCU movie. Um, but I can definitely appreciate all of the very unique things about it. And I am very happy this movie exists. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, and we've talked about this before when we did our rankings, you know, something can fall in the bottom half of your, of, of your MCU rankings and still be a really good movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marisha, and you have any final thoughts? I don't think so. I would kind of like, I would like to know why her name is America Chavez, and she wears a star-spangled jacket in a universe where there is no America, and also why her portals are star-shaped. I understand it's like a comic book thing, but we need explanations for these things. Yeah, that her powers manifest the fact that she just really likes stars. I maybe so that happens. Well, and that's she's, fine if you tell me that. There are a lot of things, and that's why I say she's not a fleshed-out character. 
mm-hmm. in this because there's a lot of things about her. And I granted, a lot of it's straight from the comics. Right. But yes, yeah, she's from a place called the Utopian Parallel, where there it's all women. There are no men. That's not the same thing as you know. But she's got the rainbow flag pin on her shirt. But she comes from a place that's just women. Just women. So why are we making cultural I, references <laughs> to this universe? Yeah, and, and maybe she got it in a different universe. Maybe, maybe. but it's uh, but it, it's just this kind of. But I do like one thing I do like about her is because of where she's from, she can go to any. Uh, they've set her up to be able to travel the multiverse without causing incursions. Right, which is which is interesting. Yeah, they even they established that there is no other American Chavez. America Chavez Mm -hmm. in any multiverse, which is a really cool idea, but they just don't get into it. Also, I still want to know, so her powers are she could travel to the multiverse and punch really hard? (laughs) I don't know. What's up with that? I don't know. Oh, one more note. Uh, That dimension that she almost sent uh, Wanda to, are we thinking that that was totally Mephisto's realm? Hmm. Or just a coincidence that it was all fire and brimstone? I mean, it looked like Mustafar, but yeah, sure, let's go with Mephisto's realm. I think that... That makes sense. That makes sense. It did look like Mustafar, yes, which is Mephisto's realm. Imagine how cool it would have been if Mephisto was like just in the background, like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) If he just kind of like walked up to the portal and was like... He said, come join the dark side. We have cookies. (laughs) The MCU, the MCU stands for Mephisto Cinematic Universe. Obviously. (laughs) Mephisto. But, uh, yeah, I agree. That was my kind of... The movie was just a little sloppy to me, but still very enjoyable. I agree that it's a little sloppy. I kind of wonder if a lot of stuff ended up getting trimmed out for time. We haven't really heard much about that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll see. I mean, eventually we'll have all the deleted scenes and stuff to pick through to kind of see what got left on the cutting room floor. and Yeah. Uh, maybe that would have cleaned some of it up, but I guess we'll see. But uh, is that it? Everybody, anybody got anything else before we wrap up? All right. Uh, well, then, until next time, David, where can people find you online? I am David underscore JG Peoples on Twitter. And He's always entertaining. Marisha? I am princesses underscore and underscore Padawans on Instagram. All right, and I'm Andrew. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. You can check out our other podcast, uh, of course, not Radio Underground, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also find our podcast as well as the rest of the Red 5 Podcast Network at Red 5 Network on Twitter. And until next time, may the force be with you. Because it wasn't anything. It was, I ate it with chopsticks also. So it's like, what is it? I don't know. <laughs>